You're a good guy, and I'm very grateful. Well, you're a fucking hypocrite. Like, cause every time we watch Godfather, when Michael Corleone shoots those guys in the restaurant, those assholes who tried to kill his dad, you sit there with your fucking bowl of ice cream, and you say it's your favorite scene of all time. Jesus Christ, AJ. And you make me want to cry. It's a movie. You gotta grow up. You're not a kid anymore. It's just a movie. It's just a TV show. No, not Sopranos, though. Welcome to Cut to Black, a Sopranos sit-down. My name is Jim Scampoli, and I've seen every single episode of The Sopranos. My name's Jacob Burrows, and I've seen 73 episodes of The Sopranos. Uh, the la latest one I saw was Johnny Cakes, uh, which is episode 8 of season 6. And uh, But, you know, you start thinking, like, it's just TV anyway, so... You know, fuck it. Why would you let it influence your whole life and what you do and where you're going? And I think that's a very apt comment because uh, I've seen him with that ice cream. But let's not get into it yet. Uh, I was wondering who put this episode together, Jim? Oh, this episode, Johnny Cakes, uh, was written by Diane Froloff and Andrew Schneider, uh, which I believe they're they're married. It's a married couple. Uh, they also had written um, Fleshy Part of the Thigh, so they did write a previous episode, and they have a couple episodes coming up. Directed by Tim Van Patten, a Sopranos mainstay, and it originally aired April 30th, 2006. Hmm. And it's an AJ episode, but in a good way, I think. What do you think? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I feel like this is, uh, for all the AJ haters out there, I mean, it's still AJ. It's not like, I mean, I guess if you hate AJ, maybe it doesn't change anything. Because most people that hate AJ, because they're like, He's a pussy. <laughs> He's such a pussy, bro. He's not like T. He's not strong. Uh, but I feel like if you hate him for the like, you know, he, he was cast at the show as a child. Uh, so we've we've talked about in the past that they've catered to what his strengths might be. And it wasn't always like putting on a dramatic scene. But I feel like the scene that we played a clip of at the start of the show kind of does show He's, he's picked up a thing or two. I feel like he, he, he held his own with James Gandolfini, who, as we all know, is amazing. I agree, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a very good scene and a good piece of the puzzle that we're laying here in Season 6. Um, starting out from the start of the episode, uh, we have well, a lot of the episodes focused on virile Tony's back. Yeah. Big T, if you will, is yeah. back. And so it starts with uh, a uh, sex scene with him and Carmilla, where he seems... He, he's got it. I think he's laughing at the end of it. Uh, am I right? Or yeah, yeah. And uh, it was surprised. Like, I, I guess I'm jumping ahead a bit because it's like, yeah, this loud. It, it's almost like a weird reveal that it's Carmilla. I mean, <laughs> even though it's yeah. kind of clearly their their bedroom because it's like the gaudy gold sheets or whatever they have. But yeah. uh, it's kind of like that because we haven't seen sexy Tony in a while. Uh, I guess, you know, because he's been going through what he's going through. Plus, there's been all this drama between him and Carmilla. Uh, but the other idea that then they hear drums and it's like they were just having loud sex. Uh, <laughs> like if they're here, I know drums are probably a bit louder, but I can't imagine that AJ trying to sell those drums. They didn't hear like some knocking boots going on in the next room over. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably uh, completely true. Um, but I mean, it's not—he's he, not quite at full capacity, maybe, because he's—you know—Carmelo says it's this is nice having this back, and he says oh, it's yeah. supposed to be better than nice. Um, but yeah, they were impressed with his practicing, and they go out and see some dudes uh, coming out, and uh, he's arranged for the sale of the drums, um, which appeared between seasons i think as just a thing and he was never really into it much like most things in aj's life so it's appropriate that he should uh, get rid of the drums for some extra uh, cash yes yeah and it's kind of intercut with Vito. uh what is he like he's reading like a muscle mag he sees a fire truck go by um and he sees uh our friend johnny cakes jim johnny cakes uh what the hell's his name because his name's Jim. Because my name's Jim. So I remember. Yes. Uh, it's like Jim Johnny Cakes uh, something or other. Fuck, I can't find his full name. But everyone just calls him Johnny Cakes. But we see Johnny Cakes save a kid. Uh, yeah. And it's just kind of like that thing Sopranos likes to do sometimes where it's like intercut with this thing with Tony and Carm and then AJ selling his drums and kind of giving his own little sad story. Uh, AJ's, you know, carrying himself. Uh, fuck, I forgot the line. <laughs> with a big, you know, with a big pity amongst himself. Meanwhile, the wind is carrying him to sell his drums <laughs> to go to the club. <laughs> carrying him to Blockbuster and out. And yeah, they start talking at him. Like, I, if I was AJ, I probably would in the scene where he uh, he's annoyed at them in the kitchen. I'd probably go like, I just heard you have loud sex, so I don't want to talk about this right now. <laughs> I need to go and put in earplugs again. Uh, as, but yeah, he says something about... You know, they're on about how he should go back to college. And he's like, for the hundredth time, I can't register until second semester or whatever. Do you think he's genuine? Do you think he's planning to go back to college? (sighs) I can't imagine he is. Um, I I do think it's... Well, not that Meadow has grown up that much, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I mean, AJ is the, the younger brother, so he's younger anyways. But it's interesting that he's still so stagnant uh doing the same shit that we've been seeing like the whole show of like this kind of manipulation similar to what meadow does in a way too where they kind of complain to their parents and then you know tony and carm try to seem like they know what's going on but then we see like when they're in their private moments with each other or when tony's with melfi they really have no idea what to do uh except always kind of give in eventually uh yeah but it's just interesting i mean mean, obviously that's kind of the point is aj is trying to figure out who he is throughout this episode but he's still just doing the same you know same shit he's always done yeah and so is Vito, and it goes a little bit better for Vito, i suppose in his figuring out where who he is he's he watches johnny cakes Jim Johnny Cakes, uh, save a kid from a burning building. He pulls up on his huge bike and saves a kid from a burning building. And I'm like, is he just every cliche? <laughs> like, is he? Because I, I was thinking of this later. Uh, remember how uh, Vita was all up in the club in his like fake leather biker gear uh, when he was spotted? Um, I felt like... He's now meeting the real biker. Like, he's not even a fake one anymore. And it's like, and he's a fireman. Is Jim Johnny Cakes is basically like at least 50 to 80% of the, uh, of, um, uh, every stereotype. Just oh, every, yeah. Like, every, the kind of like the cliche. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, but he's also, I mean, they kind of point oh, this. Sorry to cut you off. I was good. What I was trying to remember, he's like every member of the village people oh, yeah. at once, except the Indian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because they kind of point out in the Soprano session that um, 
uh, like at least at the time from what was on TV, uh, usually like a gay character would be an upper middle class, uh, wealthy person or something, uh, mm. besides a few references. So they're saying this, at least this is a somewhat a different portrayal, but I feel like you just destroyed that theory because you're right. He's basically all the people from the village people. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was trying to look up what his name was. It's Jim Johnny cakes, uh, Witowski. Uh, and not mm-hmm. to like bring the mood down, but I guess he shot himself in, uh, in the head in December uh, 2008 at the age of 40, 47. Um, so that's, um, that's kind of a bum out the, not on the show, <laughs> no spoilers, I'm not spoiling. <laughs> that would be horrible. Is this, does this go on the counter? Yeah, uh, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, not spoiling anything on the show, but the actual actor, cause I, I was surprised. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this guy's done anything else. And, um, I don't know. So sorry to report that news. I'm sure everyone already knew that, but I did not. Um, yeah. And he was a firefighter apparently in real life. Yes. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Just the best guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Yeah, um, no, that's terrible. Um, but then, meanwhile, well, we got back to the show. Uh, we have uh, well to discipline AJ. You take him fishing, of course, and have some cold yes. ones on the boat. That's what he did with Artie as well. Like <laughs> Artie was acting up, and he brought him on the boat. Now, yeah. now he's bringing AJ on the boat. With all this talk of the Sopranos and Godfather and the boat, I'm like. You keep bringing people there who you're annoyed at, but you never pop anyone. You just you just hang out and have heart to hearts, and this is a, an evolution I feel of the genre. Well done. Yeah, and is this kind of doesn't he bring up? Um, does he bring up something about Junior here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Much like uh, Vito, everyone else wants Tony to do something about something that Tony doesn't really care about. So for um, for. For AJ, it's understandably about Junior, as we've seen from earlier as well, that he can't be walking around, you know. Uh, and Tony just says, like, yeah, fuck him. He'll be locked up the rest of his life. He's a walking corpse. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But AJ does give a shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, then uh, we have Patsy uh, going around trying to, you know, shaking down the local businesses, pay your protection money. And that protection money is basically uh, protection from them. (laughs) Uh, But what they run into a coffee shop and it's like, you know, uh, gentrification is happening. Big businesses are coming in. So it's like not the same. You know, a big corporation doesn't quite care as much. Everything's in the computer down to the last dollar. Uh, If you beat up a manager, they'll just hire some other manager and on it goes. (laughs) Yeah, I I really like uh, this scene because it's a lot of what's going on in The Sopranos encapsulated. Um, And, you know, we see more of that with Tony's real estate deal that he's striking. But I remember from the early episodes when, you know, Paulie was freaking out about them stealing the espresso. Like, this should buy rights should be our business or whatever. (laughs) And now it's like big business. I just love how they try to threaten him and he gets it eventually and is like, look, if you beat me up or whatever, like if I give you any money, I'm just going to be fired and they're (laughs) going to have someone new here. Like uh, he's not an individual you can threaten. He's just filling this post and they go outside and say like, it's over for the little guy, like (laughs) really mourning the loss of uh, mom and pop shops. But like (laughs) they're part of that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, initially before, because that's kind of the uh, the ending exclamation. I think here they're just kind of like, what's what's going on with this neighborhood? Like, when meanwhile, yeah, they're the they were the original. Uh, what's wrong with this neighborhood element? And now they're complaining yeah. because yeah, big business is moving in. Um, yeah. 
And then, well, we have Vito back at the bed and breakfast. You know, they got muffins, people complaining about the dishwasher pre-rinse cycle. You know, actually... Seems like a lovely yeah. breakfast. I mean, very, very dull conversation. I get why he leaves, but like... They got croissants or scones and everything. It looks looks pretty nice to me. And I mean, um, I guess to keep the streak alive, we've I think we've already mentioned this anyways. But it's Stars Hollow. I mean, from yeah. Gilmore Girls, Vito is in Stars Hollow. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tony, yeah, Tony's talking about how his hard ons are back. Um, you know, it's like he's got a baguette in his pants all the time now. They're checking out women in the street. Um, and, oh, that's when they, yeah, he's, they're kind of, I forget what else they're bullshitting about. They're making jokes about the hard-ons. And Tony well, sees, uh, I mean, uh, what's, sorry, Christopher is like, uh, you know, saying that Vito, who gives shit, he doesn't care anymore. And uh, Tony's like, what? You were the one who was gung-ho. And now he's like... I got the feds up my ass, you know, for business reasons. Sure. But political correctness. Yeah. That's such a, <laughs> so yeah. great. Because he's like, right. we have to murder him for political correctness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they, yeah, they're checking out a lady who ends up, you know, making a beeline right for him. And it's, uh, I assume Tony's just like, wow, this, you know, my pheromones are really working. And she wants to come and buy Caputo's because they want to put in a Jamba Juice. Uh, yeah. Caputo's livestock or live poultry or something or other. Um, and, you know, he's, Tony starts talking about the, you know, it's it's getting into that nostalgic side of Tony, the good old days. You know, when my grandfather came over from Avellino in this neighborhood and, you know, he watches the History Channel. But it's all about uh, the money in the end. I mean, as we see as it goes throughout this uh, cat and mouse of Will they, won't they uh, make this sale? And will they, won't they, you know, get it on? Very true. And her name is Juliana, and she looks like every lover, <laughs> every guma that he's previously had. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it must be fun to know you were cast specifically because you looked like a bunch of other actresses, but uh, all well and good. I can't imagine that she features more in The Sopranos. That's my guess anyway, just based on how this turns out. But... Um, yeah, she's there to sort of embody this uh, changeover into, uh, um, you know, big business from, from small business to big business. And I think Tony would like to be part of big business. I mean, he's had he's had fingers in pies, like tried to do, you know, bigger things with computers and stockbrokers and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, at this point, he's just selling out. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're right. She completely fits the mold of a of a Tony Soprano. She's like professional. You know, he always likes that. They're like well put together. They also vaguely resemble his mother in a weird way, yeah. <laughs> which always kind of comes into play. Uh, so it's it's a nice test of Tony. Uh, you know, because now he's at every day is a gift and maybe a different type of Tony Soprano. Uh, we got yes. Vito back at the diner getting some Johnny cakes. I guess he's, his story now is he's a guy, he's an author named Vince working on a book, I guess either about Rocky Marciano or maybe Rocky Graziano, uh, depending on if he can remember whatever his lie is. Uh, and these are boxers, I guess? Or uh, Rocky Marciano is? is for sure. He's from Brockton, Mass. I'm from Abington, Mass. Next town over. Brockton, Mass, mm. where Wayne's from, if you watch the show Wayne. Right. Uh, Rocky Graziano, though. I believe he's also a boxer. I don't think he's from Brockton, though. 
I, well, too bad. I gathered uh, from the scene anyway. Yeah, he's writing a book about some boxers or boxer. And, uh, you know, Jim Johnny Cakes is uh, he, he's looked him up on the Internet after you mentioned him. And like so he knows all the facts and so much chemistry puts his hand on his hand. Yeah. talks about how it's lonely being a writer. And then his goddamn kid has to come in and ruin the mood. Ask for her science project is Vito's like, oh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. And that's the scene. It is a nice, nice little, uh, yeah, kind of like rom-com back and forth going on. And plus, as I've pointed out in the past, Sopranos doesn't uh, waste an opportunity to have an elderly man kind of look like a fool and be annoying. You should interview me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's just trying to flirt. And uh, this guy's uh, cutting in and the dialogue's bouncing back and forth of him having his own conversation. Again, very stars hollow, but we'll leave that for now. Yes, yes. Uh, and yeah, it's like mixed messages because, you know, uh, he's clear, uh, Johnny Cake's here clearly is showing an interest and this kind of like uh, it's very sweet that he's he has to correct you know Vito on his lies because he really has taken an interest in him but then yes this child walks in and throws a whole monkey wrench into the system yep um so we get a shot of Tony walking around this neighborhood which he pretty much owns um and um does some small small talk with the locals yeah and I feel like this scene is basically here to show him that his his idealized version of like, oh, this is the old town or whatever, and this is where my family grew up, and it's like, oh, this old lady's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> is that kind of the point of it? I'm not sure. Yeah, somewhat. It's like, yeah, because what, she's a racist old lady, uh, and he has to correct her, because I think she says the N-word, uh, but he's like, those are Puerto Ricans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it's, well, but it's also like, I guess it's kind of like that, but... Also, I guess Tony wouldn't be too concerned that she's saying that, but maybe yeah. it does put a little varnish on kind of that glitterly, uh, glitterly nostalgia that he has. Um, and then, yeah, he goes to what the poultry store, uh, get some eggs. You know, they get the best eggs there. Um, I forget if I don't know. Nothing comes up about the building here. It's just kind of reminding us. Oh, he makes the same joke all the time. Uh, he he wants to raise the rent, um, which oh, is yes. cool, cool move. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, I mean, business is good, they're saying. I feel like this type of little shop would be uh, super popular now, except it would be, you know, part of a mass corporation, and they sort of uh, manufacture this look of like, yes. oh, yeah, we have real chickens. <laughs> it's like not, not authentic at all. But um, still, yeah, a little shop like this, way better than a Jamba Juice, which but, I don't know what it is, but I assume they do juice. Yeah, it's like a smoothie place. But yeah, it, you're right. The way the corporations try to co-opt like a down-homey mom and pop, or but they yeah. also try to make it like postmodern, like uh it would i mean there's a real like place called egg slut so it would be called something like that and it would have like uh you know uh it would look like it was designed in the 1800s or something have a rustic you know wood everywhere and stupid shit uh i love corporations uh then we oh speaking of corporations it's interesting that they always they mention blockbuster by name but it's clear they're not wearing blockbuster shirts and I don't think there's a Blockbuster logo anywhere. So I don't know if, I don't know like how that works. Like if you're allowed to, like if companies approve or if you have to pay, but it's weird that they can say it by name, but then for whatever reason, they don't use the logos here when we have AJ working um, at Blockbuster. 
Yeah, I was trying to see now that you mentioned it. I can't I, I can't see that. I don't know what a blockbuster looks like, but I, I from what I've seen in films, I was like, yeah, it's blue, right? I think it's blue. Yeah, I'm um, almost so, positive from if if my memory serves. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're bad employees. They're just practicing Terrible. their knife fighting, uh, saying fuck all over in front of this lady and her kid. It's like Clerks. Anyone, it's, it's like yeah. a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like, a, seems like a good time. But yeah, and then someone calls about stepping on a spike and like, how far did it go in? <laughs> fuck. Like, yeah, and this other guy asks AJ about, oh, you're hanging out with Hernando or something? Yeah, Hernando's. or non. No, Hernan. Uh, yeah, you're hanging out with this guy. He was a dick in high school. And yeah, so that's a little setting, sowing some seeds for that. But then we move on to uh, Tony talking in therapy. And I think he's called basically comparing AJ to a bad smell who lingers around the house, uh, <laughs> if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Melfi starts talking about, um, you know, t- 20, uh, 26 is the new 21. And, you know, Arrested Development. And it's interesting because, I mean, I guess AJ's a millennial. Like, this is still the same discussion we have now. um, Because, you know, I guess this is still, this is the beginning of the millennials or a little bit early in the millennials. But, you know, it's all about how we don't grow up anymore. We still love Star Wars movies. And uh, we're not men like our grandparents used to be. Uh, So, yeah, it's the extension of that. And then what, what does Tony say? Like, you know, what's the new... You know, what's the new 35 then or whatever he says. Says um, I'm 46. Does that mean would mean I'm 35 or whatever? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. But so not not that much comes of the scene except um, sort of building for later and for the next scene, which is uh, Melfi with her own therapist who we haven't seen in ages. Um, and she's just talking about her dad. And he's like, yeah. what's happening with Tony Soprano? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because he's like early melfi now now he's just kind of he you know bought into the the allure of the mafia guy um yeah. and melfi does make a comment that it's only a matter of time before he uh totally decompensates um so i guess like she's expecting that she's not buying into this tony soprano this new every day is a gift tony yeah it shows that and uh yeah and and elliot brings up like the Omerta concept, which is brought up twice um, in the episode, but I don't think it's brought up correctly by either person because he seems to say that it's like, oh, that's why you can't cry. It's pre-therapeutic concept or whatever. <laughs> yeah, because that the uh, Omerta is what the code of silence about criminal activity and refusal to give evidence to authorities. And yeah, I guess it probably does also tie in. I mean, it's like the, the strong silent type, like Gary Cooper. Mm, uh, sure. But yeah, so what else do we have here? Um, well, now is when we get to the real partying here with the, with the... Well, first we see the drums get sold, and then we get to the real partying, partying here, and we get to see AJ in the club well, with Tony, these douchebags. I do want to say Tony is pretty, like, bummed that he's selling the yeah. drums. I, yeah. And it was just kind of like... At the time, it was when they were split, and it was one of those... Like, it was an overcompensating gift that he got, but I guess... You know, when you have kids, you feel like it's a weird bond. Like, oh, I'm going to buy him drums and he's going to be a famous drummer. <laughs> and yeah. now those dreams are d- down the drain. Uh, but as you said, yeah, now the, the club hopping's going on. Let's hit, up, let's hit up the parties. Yeah. And so they they pull up to the club, AJ, and this other guy, he, Hernando, Hernando, 
is that his name? It's I believe it. Let me double check. I believe it's Arnon because he even has to right. co- he corrects Tony later on uh, with the I'm same sorry. thing. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, yeah, it's Arnon. Okay. Um, anyway, he's a he seems like a douchebag using AJ for his money. I mean, that's basically what's going on, right? Or for the fact that his dad's a gangster, so that means he can hang out, but only as long as he pays the bill. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of this weird... Uh, it's almost like when the... the Shit, what do they call the, the Wonder Bread Wops again? Um, the the Metagon. It's almost like when Tony was with the, the Metagon, like his neighbors and stuff, he's... he's uh, AJ's just there as like a weird sideshow where they're like, yeah, you know, you know, his, his dad's Tony Soprano. And yeah, maybe he's going to be able to foot the bill. And it's this weird, oh, I, I have a connection to the Soprano crew type deal. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a bum out. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, just to emphasize how her dog's not the coolest. He's with two girls and he's like, how old are you? 15. How old are you? 18. And he just goes off with the 15 year old. (laughs) (laughs) Cool guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, He gets stuffed with the bill. And what's the bill? It's like uh, 1800 bucks or something like that. Uh, And then he even like uh, like a, a, a little midget guy walks up. And, you know, give him regards to your father. And then he's even waiting for a tip as well because you just assume, hey, that's Tony Soprano's son. They got money. Yeah, and this is, as we've learned from Artie's failing business, this is the opposite of how people who are actually in the mob work. They yes. just put it on their tab and yeah. then they never pay their tab. And what are you going to do about it? Um, and AJ doesn't seem to have coped to that. Yes. Uh, he just keeps paying and that's why he's got to sell his drums. Yeah, and absolutely. Because, well, I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off because I almost expected no. something like that to happen. Like when the guy walks up to him, like giving regards to your father, I thought maybe mm-hmm. AJ was going to understand, like, oh, Maybe I can get this, you know, VIP booth comped or this shit comped. But no, he just hands over more money. <laughs> yeah, just folds. And it's a ridiculous amount, but he wants to be cool because he's with the cool kids and whatever. And he's going to get a massage. Um, but for now, we see um, we see Tony uh, having a little meeting again about Vito with... Uh, sorry, where, where are we here? We're with... Um, with uh, Phil. Leopardo, yes, with Phil. Who is still very much uh, feeling uh, scorned by the whole business. That's my sister, etc. Humiliation. Back in your father's day, nothing would have happened. Uh, or there was not, nothing like this would have happened. And Tony, he does end up saying that he agrees, but that he's going to handle it. So, like, what do you think is going on with Tony at this point? Is he just hoping it's never going to come up again? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it's like, because, uh, yeah, what, is, what does Phil say? Like, you know, in the time of your father, like, he, this wouldn't even be a discussion, a fanoik in his crew. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Tony's kind of nonplussed through all of it. He's not really reacting. He's not really getting annoyed about it. But, yeah, he, he clearly doesn't, he's not too interested in pursuing it either. But if it comes up, he's going to have to face it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned, AJ is getting a massage. Well, I just and... want to call out real quick, because what, they're in front of... Because I was trying to look up the statue they're in front of. Uh, I guess like... the incandescent mm-hmm. statue. Uh, the incandescent statue of the hunter or soldier brandishing what appears to be a gun during the scene. Um, although someone's correcting that, it's Lou Costello. Uh, just off Main yep. Street in uh, South Ward of Patterson, New Jersey. 
Um, oh, he has a baseball bat, not a gun. So thanks for the first guy. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, they're in front of the statue of Luke Costello. He's holding a bat. <laughs> yeah, that anyway. sounds more like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he has a little bowler hat that doesn't seem to go with the gun. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so AJ's getting a massage, like I said. And again, like... This girl is bringing up Junior. It's like nobody cares about Junior in the world except AJ. And this girl just has to go like, something's going to happen, right? Like, you can't just let him get away with that or whatever. Same thing he's saying. Uh, but yeah, she saw it on TV. I, was, I love how she keeps saying, uh, your grandfather, you know, shot your dad or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and um, he has to be like, oh, we, we don't talk to outsiders. Like, he has to play it up because at least he understands, yeah. you know, that's his uh, that's his thing. Uh, then yeah. back at the bed and breakfast, the guy's missing his cell phone. He could have sworn he just left it on, you know, uh, the bed stand, the nightstand or whatever. Vito's got to call like, hey, ret- retrace your steps. And, you know, that's what I always do when I lose something. And, of course, he has the phone. Uh, he calls his wife. And I th- I, uh, I like this, this uh, scene because it kind of yeah. shows that, you know, there's some real... There's some real feelings there, obviously, for his family. It's not like it was all just this put-on thing. You know, he's got kids, he's got a wife, uh, and she's, you know, bringing up that they can go to these doctors or the church and they can reprogram you. And, uh, you know, some people do believe that's a thing. At least that's been going more and more out of style, luckily. Uh, but even, yeah. that, like, not... This was, what, 13 years ago? Uh, it was just a well more, ex- uh, I guess, respected thing. Like, yeah, we'll just go to the church and they'll cure you of your homosexuality. Yeah. And he basically calls to tell her about 30K uh, hidden in the house so that she's going to have some money. Uh, but then I think he calls for that, but gets roped into more of the emotional thing where she asks if he wants to talk to his kid. And he says yes, um, even though that might just make everything harder. Um, so yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a good scene. Yeah. And it sort of shows that, I mean, without this scene, I don't think the part later where he fights Jim Johnny Cakes would make as much sense, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's not only a reminder that he's on the run, it's also a reminder of this connection to his other family. And even though he doesn't want or presumably doesn't believe that he's going to be deprogrammed successfully or none of that really matters because he knows he's just going to get fucked up by Phil Leotardo if he comes back. Yeah. Um, but like with all of that, it's like a connection to this other world and what's going on there. So with that in mind, it makes more sense what reflexes kick in later when he just punches, uh, punches Jim. Yeah. And it's, it's just also just a reminder too, that it's not like, it's not that Vito just has to leave his cushy mob job behind. Like he has a life and a family and yeah. it's, you know, it's sad that because he's gay, uh, he has to fear for being murdered <laughs> uh, and has to leave his life behind. Even though, I mean, they're all murderers. Like you can always argue that they're all criminals to a certain extent, but it's still, you know, it's still sad. It's still sad. And there's more of a connection there than just, uh, a, a cushy mob connection. Um, then we're back at the Bing. Uh, Juliana shows up because she's a realtor, so she knows Tony has these properties and can find them. And, uh, like, I guess what they up their offer. And, you know, Tony basically starts to be. What does he bring up his almost? Yeah, he brings up how he almost died and he wants to, you know, don't want to waste time. And he basically kind of goes for it and, and asks her out. Uh, and I think she turns him down here because 
you know, hey, she's got a stable relationship now. She, uh, there was maybe a time and place where she would uh, go in on that impulse, but not anymore. Yeah, and Tony again showing his patented Tony Soprano big hulking bear charm. Yeah. Um, it's obviously a different situation because he's there and he's drunk already and <laughs> he's uh, sort of, yeah, just staring at the dancers and then she comes in and he's like, hey! And he, he starts, I think... It's from previously the previous scene as well when he's talking about the neighborhood and everything. But I don't know if maybe she also finds some slight uh, romance in that and holding on to those older ways and everything. But also the brains, because he's like, in 10 years, it's going to be worth, you know, five times what they're offering or whatever. So, yes. um, which is presumably true um, with everything going on, despite the big crash that happened there, you know, bounced back all right. Uh, but yeah, he gets turned down, but just drinks on, continues staring at his dancers. Now, and I guess this is kind of an extension of like what we're seeing with, with AJ and kind of uh, the magnetism of, you know, the criminal underworld that the Soprano family has a connection to. Uh, we've seen it in the past. I mean, I'm not saying Tony Soprano doesn't have game and charm and he can pull the ladies. We've seen it many a times. But it's also like people are drawn to that. I mean, we see we saw it with Melfi and her her therapist when he wants to know what's going on with patient X. And uh, we're seeing it with AJ and that girl asking about uh, Uncle Junior and people just want to ask him, oh, can you maybe talk to you, give a word into your father about something? And yeah. we're seeing that here as well uh, with Juliana. Like, I'm not like, again, I'm not saying Tony can't, Soprano, Soprano can't pull chicks. But he knows how to use those mob connections and the allure of the mafia as well to pull some chicks. Absolutely. And she's the one who says that she'll exercise some self-control, which is sort of foreshadowing what uh, what Tony will be doing later. Yeah. Um, because he has also talked a fair bit in the f past few episodes about how things with Carmilla are totally different and she was there for him and blah, blah, blah. But that all seems to be not very central in these scenes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then we're at the bar. Uh, back with the, the firemen, the volunteer firemen, including uh, Jim, Johnny Cakes. Vito sends over a picture. Um, at first, I was like, they make a comment like, oh, this guy's staring at us. Uh, and he was staring at us the other night when we <laughs> at the fire. Uh, and I, I was like, oh, no, they don't like Vito. But uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't deter Johnny Cakes. He still invites him on over. Um, I guess uh, they're all gay, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> or at least two of the guys are arguing like they're potentially gay as well. Uh, I guess everyone in this town's gay, as we've seen. Anytime Vito's looking around, it seems like there are gay people everywhere, but it is a utopia for him, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I didn't pick up on any of the other ones being <laughs> gay, but uh could be, I guess. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, um, Jim brings, them, brings him over and is like, oh, he's the funny guy, you know, he's the writer, whatever, and... Um, yeah, he just gets invited into the fold and gets to hang out. And then when they're leaving, um, he talk about the the bike and how he always wanted a certain bike and you have to go for the things you want or whatever. And then they kiss and then there's a fight. Yeah, yeah. And, and, be... and oh, he also talks about like, oh, when the leaves are changing and you're going down. <laughs> and that's like, I think it was mentioned like, oh, it's quiet until the leaf peepers come and i guess it's a big business over there uh <laughs> in the autumn um but yeah so he, he's very much into that it is a utopia basically yeah. and Vito has to go and fuck it up but only for the yeah. moment 
Yeah, yeah. They get into a fight, uh, you know, punch each other. Johnny Cakes beats him up. Vito goes for uh, like a uh, what, like a pipe or something, you know, but he does. And I, I was completely, ex- you're completely expecting the way Sopranos is because that usually yeah. happens. The mob guy grabs a pipe and next thing you know, someone's dead because they get yeah. cracked in the fucking skull. But uh, Johnny Cakes too quick for that. And he's like, ah, dirty fighter, huh? Uh, and he calls yeah, him, uh, which is a lot to look past, like in the next uh, few <laughs> yeah, scenes. But uh, I guess he's just the best guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says, "What he calls him a cl- uh, closet queen." You know, listen, yeah. closet uh, closet queen. Don't send out the signals. And um, yeah, rides off on his bike. He's a kick-ass guy. I mean, he can handle yeah, himself a cool. in a fight. He's got a cool fucking bike. <laughs> he's a great fireman. He's a fireman saves children. <laughs> Amazing. And cook. he cooks a mean Johnny cake. <laughs> yeah. Damn, he's a fucking, this is like utopia. Is a, he's uh, quite a catch, if if I don't say so myself. Absolutely. Meanwhile, what does Vito bring to the table? He <laughs> can't even keep his lies straight about his book. Uh, but yeah, I guess he's got that mob magnetism, even if it's you know yeah. on hold for the moment. Um, yeah. So then we're at the breakfast table or breakfast bar again, um, where Carmelo is pointing out that you know the salami you're eating is forty percent less sodium and um now tony's like really grateful you're always looking out for me thank you you're the and and she's like oh don't you forget it but this is like he feels like he's doing this because he just tried to pick up someone else you know that's yeah. his mo his his sort of thing and then he kind of tosses sort of slaps uh slaps aj a bit like do you know what time it is huh huh <laughs> yeah yeah you know a little rough house and having fun but then aj starts coming down complaining and now he needs more money because he's got to get clothes or living expenses. The event planning comes up. Oh, well, he, first he brings up that you think I'm just like hanging out at these clubs, like just <laughs> drinking. Like, you know, this is research. I'm uh, watching. I'm yeah. learning. Picking up how things work. Yeah, you are. Yeah, sure you are, AJ. He starts talking about how you could front me the money for a club uh. or whatever. And Tony says, well, of course not. But then, like, when he leaves to, to Carmela, he's like, maybe you should get a club. And yeah. she's like, he's not even dr- legal <laughs> drinking, AJ. Yeah, are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's so, But, like, it's such... It's why AJ is the way he is. Because, you know, we've seen it a bunch of times. And we see a hint of it later when... Carmilla does, you know, Melfi gives him the whole speech about United Front, but Carmilla goes into his room and puts a wad of cash on his dresser because they're yeah. going to give in to something. And, yeah, they're probably going to get him a club soon. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's hilarious, too, uh, when, you know, he's talking about the club and setting up events, and then Carmilla brings up event planning, and he's like, I don't even know what that is and it's like he can't even put together that no what you're talking about is event planning you fucking idiot yeah no he doesn't know what that is and tony has another solution get your job at beansy you can learn it from the ground up and he's like that's a pizza parlor which i think is a fair point and tony's like it's the service industry it's a fair point but also tony's thing is completely rational as well because i mean and i'm sure aj kind of knows this like if he if he did work for Patsy and just like worked it for a few months, Tony would get him a club after that and be like, "Look at this yeah. kid, he's showing responsibility. <laughs> he's working at the restaurant." I mean, Adriana got a club because she found a terrible band uh, that they recorded with and didn't work out. So, you know, 
Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, this uh, like a lot of it's it's a good encapsulation of Sopranos because it's you know funny home drama mixed in with some potential mafia stuff and uh, yeah, good stuff here. Um, yeah, and uh, I think uh, I was wrong earlier. It's the next scene that comes up here with <laughs> Melfi that he says that AJ's like a bad smell and it's not good for me and Carmela having it around the house. The smell, you know, it's not an aphrodisiac. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because. Because they are at least, you know, before he comes in, whether it be due to Tony's guilt, they are kind of having a sweet moment and, uh, you know, things do seem better with them. And then AJ comes in and now it's kind of an argument because uh, he's just a fucking, <laughs> he's just a, a black hole. <laughs> comes in and ruins everything. Um, yeah. I'm trying to can't see if anything them. else comes up here. Oh, this is, yeah, she, her basic advice is, yeah, you can't undercut each other. You need to come up uh, as a united front. Uh, and I believe it immediately kind of cuts to uh, Carmilla giving AJ <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah, and in this scene as well, he says, like, no one could blame a man for looking for some extracurricular activity at a time uh, like this yeah. or whatever. And she just kind of looks at him. And, I mean, has he been faithful since they got back together? Uh I think, well, because I think he has just maybe mostly out of just physical because they're kind of hinting that, you know, during his recovery, he hasn't been able to. And it's this just this recent thing, like now his dick's working again. So Mm -hmm. he's having sex with his wife, but now he's already thinking about cheating on her. Yep, and it basically shows that, well, maybe this is incorrect, but if AJ wasn't there, it would probably be way better between him and Carmilla, like he says. Yeah. Um, so kind of shows how the whole house is uh, sort of him needing to go somewhere else is not necessarily just Carmela. It's more like the whole home family situation stressing him out much in the same way it did when he was a kid. Uh, I was always stressing him out and his father chopping fingers off and, and what have you. Um, and sort of having that all tied in, I think going somewhere completely different is just such a double release from that because you're totally disconnecting from this thing that is probably like annoying you at the back of your head all the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get a quick shot of Vito. He's got his kind of a messed up eye from their fights. And then he shares a look with Johnny cakes in the diner. Uh, we have AJ sniffing drugs. Um, so it's weird because I, I was like kind of surprised by this. Like, I mean, we know AJ like smokes weed and gets drunk and everything, but I guess it makes sense if he's going to clubs now, hanging out with douchebags that, you know, he's going to be sniffing drugs in the bathroom. Of course it does. And he comes out and now I previously having to pay like $1,800 for their bill is like, I'm like, this is the worst possible thing imaginable. But I was wrong. The worst thing is when someone's trying to pitch you their energy drink because that's what he comes out to (laughs) now. And this guy's just introducing him because Hernan is like, uh, yeah, I have this connection. Like he's get he's probably getting he's getting money from AJ and then also getting respect and coolness uh and like probably they owe him a favor cuz he introduced uh AJ so now they think they have a connection but they don't. Yeah. Uh but yes, yeah, so AJ just kind of has to sit there and go, "Oh yeah." Cuz they are like, "Oh, maybe you can give it to your father." Cuz he's all about it when he's like, yeah, "Yeah, give me the business plan or whatever." But no, no, give it to your father and he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, he's kind of excited at first. Like, oh, maybe this is a great up. They're coming to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, completely deflates him. He ends up going home and telling Carmilla to wake him up at 10 a.m. Because, you know, he's got plans. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, all right, he's going to finally seize the day. 
He's gonna <laughs> fucking, you know, grab the day by the uh, grab the day by the fucking ass cheeks and and suck its dick. Uh, but we'll see where that goes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I do like that he he comes home with this feeling, and I think we all have this feeling from time to time, like. Right, I'm gonna get things done. I'm gonna do this and that and this, and it's gonna be great. And finally, gotta get this shit in order. But his thing is, I'm gonna kill my great uncle. And besides that, he doesn't even get up at the time. He's, I, I, I just love how Carmilla comes in and like, you told me to wake you up two hours ago, and then it cuts ahead again, and it's like four hours later or whatever, and he's not dressed, watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the way it plays out is perfect because yeah, she, she's still trying to wake him up. It's way later, and then he's just fucking sitting around all day and she's like i thought you meant like, like you're gonna do something today like what are you doing uh and and kind of intercut with that we do have a quick shot of Vito, kind of at the bed, bread and breakfast uh bed and breakfast listening to kind of the squares talk on about bullshit he does hear the the rumble of johnny cake's bike as he rides down the street um yeah. aj yeah aj lays around all day then he goes to his dresser He's got a nice big like hunting knife uh, and goes to see Uncle June. And like all this stuff, though, like it's it, to me, it's heartbreaking. Like I, yeah. I get people hate AJ, but and most of this is kind of comedic, like what a loser through all the buildup. But the way it builds up to this and I and it's also even the, the way it's fumbled is comedic as well, because he just kind of comes in and the, the knife fucking falls out. But you know, just the reminder that Uncle June is here in this shitty place and he doesn't really know where he is and he sees AJ and thinks, oh, oh it's my nephew. He's coming to see me. Uh, it's all so sad to me. Yeah, and he's even like, take me home. I want to go home. <clears throat> like, And then the knife falls and then he he's getting wrestled down and it's also um, a good acting moment when he's like, he shot my dad. Yes. And he's like being wrestled down by five people. He, and I was like, I was thinking that um, it would be a pretty Sopranos thing to have all spend all this time, and then AJ actually does something uh, with the knife, you know, and yeah. uh, Junior. And I was like, that would be a pretty shocking Sopranos thing. Um, but as soon as we saw the setting, I also felt like you can't really go through with it when you see the reality of it. And even even better, he just fucks it up and drops it. So yeah. he couldn't even like just turn around and leave. Nah, he's gotta gotta drop it and end up in the police station and Tony comes to bail him out but without actually bailing him out, you know, just with his connections, as he says. Um, it's a good thing we have connects. And yeah, so then we get to the scene at the start of the episode, uh, which is a very, very strong scene all around, I think, because great performances from from both of them in, in, in this one. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I agree, like the, the build up to uh you know, the potential that AJ could maybe like kill Junior there. Like it does feel like it could be a Sopranos thing, but then when it doesn't happen, you're like, oh yeah, it's way more Sopranos for this to happen instead <laughs> yeah. for him to fuck it up and then have it all play out like this. And yeah, their, their uh, interaction at the car is great because it starts out with like classic Tony where it's like, you know, a little bit more violent, throws him up against the side of the car, yelling in his face. He, you know, even kind of raises his hand like he wants to punch him. Um, but then it kind of comes down to like, you know, you're a good guy. That's a good thing because, you know, Tony doesn't want AJ to be like him or to be, you know, in all this shit. 
And AJ just doesn't really know what he what to be because, <laughs> you know, he's yeah. a football star. He's military school guy. He's a college, you know, dropout, blockbuster dude, maybe club promoter. Uh, no, maybe I'll kill my uncle. That'll earn my stripes. <laughs> so, you know, uh, it's great because it's, you know, they play it up for uh, comedy, but it's also everyone kind of goes through the same shit when you graduate or you're going to college or you're in your early twenties, you know, who am I, what do I want to be? Uh, so it's a Sopranos version of that. And if he doesn't have any skills or talent, he can always become podcast guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, as we both landed on. Um, but yeah, the, the flow of the scene is really good. Um, because because Tony starts screaming and AJ starts screaming back like, "What you're gonna do? Nothing. He tr he shot you." And Tony says like, "That's uh, my business, not yours." Similar to what he says to Phil about Vito, mm. and and then he also goes, "What did you do? Nothing. Like a big jerk off." But like he'd obviously be way more annoyed if he killed Junior. Well, <laughs> yeah. not annoyed. He'd be fucking. That would be that would fuck him up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if that happened, obviously it would be worth. Uh, worst, but since nothing happened, he's complaining about that. But um, yeah, he wants to break his neck, like you said. Well, he even, and, and then he, when it calms down a bit, he even has the comment, uh, you know, your heart was in the right place. And yeah, it's funny because it's like, I get what he's saying, but it's also such a twisted thing, <laughs> like twisted thing yeah. to say, like, okay, you know, your heart was in the right place. You wanted to kill my uncle because he shot me. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i think he starts crying and that that's what gets it to calm down a bit but yeah you're a nice guy that's a good thing and i mean i guess that's the conflict i don't see him wanting uh ever wanting aj to be part of the same life that he's part of but like aj has such a great point to throw at his face about how how like the godfather scene how he always says it's his favorite and tony I don't know. Do you think his argument stands of like, it's just a movie? Like, does that hold any, like, if you think about it, does it make sense? Because his actions and his words don't really yeah. line up here. It only makes sense if, like, your dad uh, is an accountant and he loves the Godfather. So then you try to kill someone, you know, like it, it makes it makes rational sense because it is a movie. But in their world, but Tony Soprano is really that. So. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fully wash, and I do like that he kind of tells him you have to grow up, and then he just kind of vomits everywhere because yeah, uh, I mean it's a lot to take in. But yeah, I, I do I like because rationally, like on paper, what he's saying makes sense, but also the reality of their life because AJ brings up that movie scene, but it's because they kind of still have to talk around it. I mean, even him and Meadow, uh, or even him and Carmilla, like they can't always they can't directly talk to Tony about the reality of their life and how they live the great life they live because of other people's misery and suffering. And because Tony Soprano has killed people and, uh, they have many relatives that have gone away <laughs> to witness yeah. protection. Uh, it just opens up such a can of worms that you can only talk about it in the, in the span of a movie, but then he can kind of wipe it away by saying it's just a movie, but you know, it's not. And at the same time, when I first watched it, I thought he had a great point there because AJ is disconnected from the reality of these things. So AJ has only seen it in the movies or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Tony would never like bring a knife to like cut Junior like himself and like yeah. not have a plan or whatever. And so in a way it is like, yeah, it's 
it's it's not like in the movies where it's the heightened version like it is it is even though the sopranos obviously is a television show so saying it's movies and it's hbo sorry it's hbo it's yeah. not tv <laughs> yes but uh but i mean like he he's right within the world of the sopranos because the violence of the sopranos i mean the, the godfather is very violent too but there's a there's a reality there that isn't necessarily there. At least for them watching The Godfather, there's the level of rea- realism in the violence and everything is something that AJ can't even process. Like when he's he's watching a film, he's watching um, some some other film earlier in oh, Blockbuster practicing yeah. the knife techniques, yeah. which I didn't connect until this very moment. Uh, you know, I didn't to, with the knife. Yeah, I, I didn't make that either until now. Yeah, that's a great that's a great <laughs> yeah. call out. But so AJ getting his worldview from from movies and you and me getting a worldview from TV <laughs> yeah. is obviously a slightly flawed concept. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I think that's great. And yeah, they're watching the movie The Hunted with uh, Benicio Del Toro and uh, oh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, but yeah, what a great call out because yeah, they're acting out like, oh, and this is how you do it. And then now he does get his great big hunting knife. And yeah, it doesn't quite work out. Or even to an extension to the Godfather, you know, maybe uh, after Michael shoots those guys, we don't see the scene where he steps out and then throws up on the ground <laughs> like AJ yeah. just did, you know? So you're, yeah. there's there's that extra reality there. Um, uh, what do we have up there? Oh, yeah. So then we have, I think, Jamba Juice. He gets, some more, he gets the, the offer. He gets another call about the Jamba Juice. They've even upped their offer even more. And they're doing something about the taxes where he's even going to get save money on the taxes, I guess. Clearly not a businessman, so I don't know. Uh, but apparently it's coming out good in Tony's favor as he sees the old racist lady waving to him. <laughs> and I guess yeah, he's that's... like waving by <laughs> to the neighborhood. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I felt earlier. Like, because he's he, it's almost like he makes the decision looking at her like, yeah, yeah all right, let's let's do it and he suggests meeting at her apartment instead and she's like oh sure and then like wait no what am i doing um and yeah so Vito comes into the the diner again and they make peace and he has i mean for all the violence that happened earlier he has a he has some good lines here when he says sometimes you tell a lie so long you don't know when to stop you don't know when it's safe yeah it's great it's great and for v for like this for this character who was just some background character we've always talked about yeah. how sopranos does such a good job of either bringing someone in who's never been on the show and acting like they've always been around uh or just bringing someone uh that was just in the background and giving it like some real meat uh to the character and stuff to work with cuz it's it's really affecting it's such an affecting line and he kind of nails it and it, it in a way it doesn't fully forgive. Uh, it doesn't fully rationalize Johnny Cake's forgiving him for almost hitting him with a pipe, but you, it almost softens it a bit. Where you kind of understand if he, if he, if he believes that line, you can kind of believe uh, his heart's in the right place, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just like AJ. And um, so we get a scene where Carmela helps Tony button up his shirt, and it's quite a tender moment, and it's basically to remind us of these this positivity that is actually existing between the two of them recently and she's even like my handsome man and like yeah. she doesn't suspect a thing he's, he's got to go do some real estate thing and and he gets to look at her in close-up because when someone's buttoning your shirt you're looking down at them you're looking up at you and it's a nice moment to sort of let him resist temptation later if a bit late 
And um, just to call out, like, I mean, we've called this out before. Everyone's called this out before. Edie Falco's amazing actress, obviously. And yeah. one of the one of the things that that defines a great actor, actress, whatever, is when you have something like this, when it's not an episode, it's not a Carmilla episode. I mean, I guess indirectly it is because this is like mm -hmm. a small moment. But it really does, I mean, we see there's obviously direct tie into it later on and it plays into Tony's decision. But she's so sweet and nice here and loving that I buy it completely. And even in the moment, I'm thinking like, Tony, fucking how could you, dude? Like, <laughs> you know, uh, you got, you got, uh, what was the line? What was the line the cops said? You know, why go out for burger when you got... Uh, steak at home or filet and mignon at home remember when he beats up melfi's date uh going way back oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a while ago <laughs> uh but i like it's these small moments that really sell it and she's so good here uh that it all it completely makes sense and obviously gandolfini's great too but yeah it's just doing a lot with a little moment here uh goes so far yes and so to wrap up AJ's storyline, well, sorry, we have first we have uh, Vito suddenly has this bike that he's always <laughs> wanted immediately, like it's the <laughs> next scene, and they go to a lake and kiss by the lake and get his shirt off, and the leaves are falling, yeah. and they're basically living the dream, and I'm like, one or both of these guys are going to die really yeah. soon, or it's not the Sopranos, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> because it's too idyllic. It's too, Imagine like... if that was the end of his storyline, there's absolutely no way in my mind that, that that it would just never show Vito again. If that was the last time we see him, oh, that'd be great, though. Would it, would it be such a happy ending for him? Just comes a guest star on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I said it. Um, yes, so AJ is in the club, and this kid is like, oh, my Armenian landlord won't give back the deposit. I was thinking... Uh, and it feels such a like, uh, your my dad could beat up your dad. He's like, maybe you could get your dad to come around with some guys yeah. or whatever and get me and my money back. And AJ's just kind of looking around. This sense that I don't know if we've all done uh, class A drugs, but I think we've all had this feeling where we're looking around going like, the fuck is going on <laughs> in this club? Everything's so weird. Why is everyone so fucking... And, and he's sort of, yeah, having a panic attack, the start of a panic attack. Um so well, skipping ahead to uh, his final scene there, he does um, he does go and uh, fall in the bathroom. And uh, some guy who comes in, in is like, it's okay, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Like, well, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I, I'm a doctor. And, you yeah. know, did you, did you take anything? Uh, do you have a history of panic attacks? And, you know, it finally clicks with AJ. And going back real quick to the dude. Like, never mind how stupid it is to think that someone's going to spend their time to help you get your deposit back from your landlord, like a guy who's on the news as a mafia boss. But also yeah. think that through, like, if he did, uh, they're going to take a good chunk of that money and then probably keep coming back for more money. So just let your landlord keep the deposit. Uh, yeah, and seven grand? Uh, <laughs> that's a lot. That's These are rich assholes in this club. <laughs> Uh, then um, we have, yeah, we have the signing because um, kind of that kind of finishes AJ's thing. Yet another version of him being like his dad. And we've seen he's had panic attacks before. Um, but yeah, going back to the signing, they, you know, they, they call it, what do they call the clothes? The um, shit, I forget where you put the pen down. The Ben Franklin? Yes, the Ben Franklin, the ben clothes. Franklin clothes where you just, they, it eliminates the second thoughts. Um, he signs the papers. They immediately start going at it. And, of course, in a great, you know, parallel, now we have her 
hands unbuttoning the shirt that Carmela so lovingly buttoned for her handsome man. And something does kind of click in Tony, Tony here, and he can't do it. And yeah. uh, he's, you know, he's got to get, he's, he stops it and he leaves. I think he spots her engagement ring or whatever, and that's sort of part of it as well. Yep. Uh, just a couple of things to call out in this scene. The signing is a really long and sensual process. I've yes. never seen such a yeah. like sexy signing of legal documents. We have to sign 18 times. Uh, so that was fun. And then they immediately go at it, like you said. And it's it's funny because... Obviously, he's doing this because it's her. I don't think you do this with some banker guy or whatever. He'd just be like, fuck you and your corporation. But it's also he's doing it because of this. But she's turned on by him, but also by making a big sale because he's a big professional businesswoman. And so that's all fun. There's also, I've rewatched it a few times. I don't really care about these things, but it's quite a glaring continuity thing where Tony picks up the pen and he's playing around with the pen. And then it cuts and it's on the on the thing again. And oh. I watched it a few times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did I miss him putting it back or no? Because it cuts to a close-up of the pen there and she gives it to him. But I'm like, he's holding it in the previous scene. <laughs> but uh, as long as a majority of people watching don't notice, that's not a problem. Yeah, I didn't pick it up. But yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, the people make continuity mistakes. It's for the good of the edit. But you're right. The, I- the build-up in the way it's played... Like they keep getting like closer and it's very sensual uh, as he's signing the papers. And it's like they both understand like, oh, yeah, it's fucking on once this (laughs) once this last page is signed, you know, it's fucking on. (laughs) Yes. And so we we get uh, AJ and that and uh, Tony comes home and is super mad about there not being any turkey. And I'm like, well, this is a real shame because now it's like you don't get to eat your cake and have it too. You get no cake and also fuck you because he he doesn't do it and yet he brings home all this negativity and anger. So, uh, he's, so great. So now things are bad with Carmilla too. Well, it's great because he's like mad at Carmilla for making him love her so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what the fuck? You know, yeah. I, I just want to come home and have smoked turkey. Uh, and yeah, so he's, he's mad at him. It's like, why couldn't I do this? And also, you know, it's your fault, uh, because you make me love you so much. God damn it. Uh, and then we yeah. end with, you know, Patsy gets the word that Caputo's cause yeah, not only does Tony own the building and make rent on it, he's also getting a piece of this protection money that they pay. Uh, yeah. and that's fucking over Patsy though, because that's, you know, he kicks up to Tony, but he gets a good amount of that. Uh, and he's got a kid going through college. You know, what the fuck is happening in this neighborhood? Exactly. And it's a great bookend. We kind of start with that and we finish with that to have, cause we can see behind the scenes, what is happening to this neighborhood. And like, you think the mafia is like this old school thing, but then Tony is part of selling it out because he doesn't really care at all. He's mm. just selfish. Uh, so all, uh, all great stuff. And it's, like, it's a good way to tie it together at the end there. Yeah. Um, so what was your opinion, dear listener? You can always email us at showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. And, of course, we do appreciate reviews on Apple Podcasts uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
we do also have some new shows out uh, at showswhatyouknow.com. Uh, we just released our fourth episode of Blank Meets Blank, which I've been harping on about forever. In this one, we combined Saved by the Bell with Crunchyroll. <laughs> and uh, in every episode of Blank Meets Blank, we make up a new television show just based on random hat drawings. And we wrote an anime, and it we did it in an hour, and we're the best. Uh, yeah, and it's are. very funny. And I know self-praise is no praise at all, but uh, just listen yourself because you'll want to praise it afterwards. Just go to Shows What You com click blank meets blank absolutely yes and uh please tell a friend please uh rate and review and send us your thoughts but i think there's just one last thing left to say jacob oh what's that jim cut to black